Okay, this is Nobody Talks Shidduchim Podcast, episode 69, Toxic Friends and Platonic Relationships. I'm here, joined in the studio with Avery, of course, and we have a special guest, contributor to the show, Holy Shid Ahuva Shandleman is here. Wow. Okay. Hey. Man, I forget, like, the buttons. <laughs> Okay, toxic friends and platonic relationships. We could literally just give the mic over to Avery and you can just tell us about every relationship you've been, mm. which has probably been toxic. Yeah, I should be on one of those Real Housewife shows with all my friends. <laughs> and they're now going to interview me after the episode, after a particular incident. That's probably where like that... So Isaac and I from. have been friends for a long time. And I can't believe toxic. the other day when he took the milk out and left it, just didn't buy any more milk. I, a, I did do that. What a toxic... That's, that's like a very what big... What a horrible... This thing. happens in movies too. Yep, terrible. So look, and then he left it. He left the TV on 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 Game of Thrones, and I wanted to watch Seinfeld. It's true, disaster. It's true. But it is it's a relationship. toxic relationships. You got to cut them off, right? Well, so you grew up with them, shared the most sentimental memories with them, but once you enter the shidduch core, or even your later twenty years, everything changes. Toxic friends exist, and they are holding you back from your shidduch excursions. Holy Shid joins us to discuss. Um, what are toxic relationships, Avery? Tell me. Mm. Well, for those of you that have been listening to the last 68 episodes, you've had a great, a prime example. <laughs> you're, <funny>. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're hilarious. You're, about, you're hilarious. No, 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 no. I, I, I'm sure we all contribute into, especially me. I'm probably the most toxic person that each of you have met, which is, I take that, I wear that as an on, a badge of honor because toxicity doesn't come easy to people. It takes many years of horrible conditioning from parenthood and childhood and watching bad toxic movies and uh, trash TV is what they call it nowadays. So uh, it hasn't come easy. But my definition of a toxic relationship is a relationship that feels negatively that harms me, that is negative for me in whatever way. So it could be negative for my physical health, negative for my mental health, um, negative for my emotional health. And many times, you know, the toxic relationship has been contributed to by me mostly, you know, and um, yeah, that's that's really what I you were the think. The toxic E or the toxic or? Well, it depends. A toxic mindset. I've, uh, let's say That'll I have been shit. in a toxic mindset. Whether that and that has contributed to relationships, friendships, uh, career choices, work relationships. So, uh, toxic. It's a very difficult thing to define within just a friendship structure. I think it, you know, hits on a broader um, aspect of what, you know, people are going through. But that's sort of how I view it. Well, I, would, yeah. I, I think we could uh, expand the terms. Like, it could be toxic people. It doesn't have to just be well, toxic friends. That's true. Religion could be toxic for people. I mean, there that's are so true. many things that... But right now, I guess we're going to limit it to friendships. But yeah. Well, Hoover will uh, tell, Hoover us. She, tell she, us. She's a dating expert. 
<laughs> yeah. Okay, Huva, what what is a toxic relationship? I think you were right toxic on. Friendship. I mean, when you look at the word toxic in any context, like toxic waste, toxic. Yeah. Is this product toxic? Is this food toxic? Is this gas toxic? It means it's not good for you and it could mm-hmm. harm you. So toxic relationship is different than a toxic person because actually you can have two healthy people. I mean, we'll get into that, but mm-hmm. technically follow this. Two good people, two healthy people that are toxic together, right? So the relationship right. becomes toxic. Mm. Um, what you're talking about, Avery, I, I never know when you're joking exactly. Great question. I don't know either. Uh, <laughs> that was like. Never. I don't think yeah. he ever really is. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But like all true. Uh, what I heard you saying is that you were in a toxic relationship with yourself. Mm, yeah. So anybody that any. <laughs> why are you laughing? It's Wow. Is that possible? Yeah, of yeah, course it is. Definitely. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, so that any relationship you went into, be it work, be it yourself, be it friends, be it girls, whatever was going on for you mm-hmm. became toxic because you weren't, like you said, in a good quote mindset. Right. Uh, what was that mindset? Um, entering things out of places of need mm-hmm. or places of desire using those outlets or people relationships to fill the void. Mm-hmm. which I felt like I needed filled because I was very clearly unhappy with whatever was going on in my life at the time. Right. So that would be a reason that those things were toxic for me because that's not the answer. Having this person in your relationship is not necessarily an answer to whatever fills your void, whatever is plaguing you on a deeper Exactly. Level. So you may, may have been in a relationship with somebody who was possibly healthier healthier than you yes but because of how you were approaching the relationship the relationship got toxic right because of where you were coming from and what you were trying to fill with that yeah 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 so i ascribe that to most people i meet. i'm like most people are healthy mm-hmm. i just think i have like some sort of you know and i think many people uh i think most people in general in general we probably are all toxic to a certain level we're humans we're selfish we're focused on ourselves and I think that if you accept that and understand it, and then you won't really care much as as much about other people's toxic traits, because you accept that we're all flawed, and since we're all flawed, we're all gonna have some level of toxicity or some difficulty in a relationship. So yeah, just take I don't it. know. I just I sort of agree with you in many ways. Yeah. But I think the word toxic takes things to a different level. Okay. There are people that are unhealthy or a bit flawed. I get that. We're all human. We're not perfect. We mm-hmm. have our isms. We annoy people in certain ways. We have, we're particular, whatever that is. Toxic to me, let's just say for the, I think for discussion's sake, we need to get on the same page about the word toxic. Yes. It means need to define. harmful to you. Mm. I don't think most people. Mom. Your mom's calling. Fire your mom. How dare she? She knows. All people to call during a podcast with the shed. It's your mom. This is like, oh my God. Boundaries, girl. My mother just calls me. There's a family event going on. There was a bris today in the family. I hope it wasn't yours. The first. The first bris. He's got got no room left for a bris. It was not mine. It was not mine. No, it was not the bastard son of... Nobody talks shit on podcast. Anyway, that's nice. why she was calling. Okay, I'll, I'll call her back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> okay bye bye. Okay, as you were saying, uh, um, toxic means like really poisonous to you. Poisonous, right? That's what I thought. I would like to find a toxic relationship, mm. a toxic friendship, as a relationship uh, or a friendship that you're in, and 
it worked before, maybe it'll work later, or at some point in time it was it was a strong but like now it's becoming toxic, it's becoming harmful to you and you don't realize it most of the time. Or you do realize that and you just don't know how to yeah, and navigate yeah, You that. don't know how to navigate it, right? Mm-hmm. So like what's that what's what's um so like on that second point you said on the ladder um, yeah, that could be in a relationship where, let's say, it's a family member and you can't work around it. Mm-hmm. I have a, if I have a toxic relationship with a family member, and I'm stuck with them. Like you can't really escape I disagree. them. You can't escape them. They're still your family, but right, you, you can't limit your exposure to the toxicity. You got, exactly, you have right? to work around them. So I, I like to so think about, about it. Like that. let's say, let's say you didn't used to be allergic to peanuts and then all of a sudden you develop a peanut allergy, but guess what? You also work in a peanut factory and you really like your job. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I like that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Peanut yeah. factory. I like, is that new? <laughs> Did you No. you, you've been using that for years. I've been using that a little bit. I'm going to start using that mm-hmm. on my shit updates. I, I work <laughs> on a peanut factory. Uh, wait, whoa, 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 yeah. I, thought, oh, I didn't mean it that way. Are there peanut factories? You work for Jiffy or something like that. Peanuts, there are. You worked for a peanut factory. It'd probably be more like you're the heir to like the peanut throne than working in the factory, right? You'd yeah, be but like if the heir to the You could be the heir to, like to the, the peanut throne and never have to come into contact with a peanut. Right, well, correct. If you want to get the money, maybe. No, why? I guess. Sit in a boardroom. That's true. Make, you know, make moves. Right. But if you have to go to work every day and breathe that in, something that is really harming your body and causing you to have reactions that are painful to you, you need mm-hmm. to figure this out. Am I leaving? Can I get a certain mask? Is there a medication I could take to not have this reaction? What, whatever it is, you know, the same thing with toxic people. There are certain people that you could leave behind, even if it's hard. And there are certain people that you can't because it might be somebody that you love or care about or that's part of a family dynamic that you cherish. Mm-hmm. And then you need to figure out what gear or what medication, so to speak, would help you be able to tolerate that. How how often for for what type of duration, right? So people figure these things out. It's not black and white. And I think I think these things can be navigated. But I don't think there's any time in your life where you're like, oh, I'm stuck with this toxic person. It mm. is what it is. I, I, I don't think so. What, you're going to just die of a peanut allergy on the floor because you can't find another job? You figure it out. Mm. What are characteristics, yeah. though, that you can see maybe in somebody else or see that that brings out of you, that brings out these characteristics, these negative feelings that you can associate with a person or a friendship that would be considered potentially toxic. I mean, you might be able to speak to that better than me. Um, no, I, I'm, you're the therapist. You're the, ther- only yeah, you're the toxic person. Handful, well, that's you're, true, yeah. yeah, you're toxic. You admit it. Well, um, let's see. What do I do that is toxic? Are we going to play Britney Many later? Are we going to oh. end with Britney? Oh, it's great. I think I, you know, I think I played that song on this once. I did. Well, we can have a. I did. Oh no, we're gonna pull, play it again. Let's go yeah. Through the All characteristics. Right, then. Screw Sphera. Uh, <laughs> narcissism, uh, like self-aggrandizement, <laughs> ego. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Difficulty detaching. In simplest what terms, else? I think a toxic person for you is somebody that when you walk away from interacting with them, you feel completely drained, and possibly even a little crazy. Yes, yes, yeah. That would be like the simplest terms that Sometimes I would say. Sometimes it's fun, though. I got to be honest. <laughs> Sometimes it is fun. See, is that a bad thing, though? Because I, 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 I have noticed toxic people, 
and uh, and and they like this. They like. Okay, great episode, uh, Huva and Avery. Uh, take a look at this on the webpage. Uh, we have some of our favorite clips of Rabbi Wallerstein uh, of blessed memory. Uh, he did so much for you know the Shidduch world. Uh, take a look at this. We got you know Avery and I's favorite clips. Uh, from Rabbi Wallerstein. That's uh, shidduchpodcast.com under articles. Shidduchpodcast.com under articles. Style and trend. Please shop it. Yes. This, um, ladies and gentlemen, today's episode has been sponsored by <laughs> Style and Trend out in Lakewood, New Jersey. Right. They have some of the most top women's fashion trends, styles. Get your tops, get your bottoms, get IJ your gets hats. his tops there. What else? <laughs> shoes. They no, no, no. Accessories. Beanies. We got jewelry. Okay, they sell all the fashionable Instagram brands. That you mention see on nobody brands. talks to them and get a discount. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Ten percent off. Okay, we 10. should do that for real. Yeah. NTS ten for ten percent off. That's NTS ten. Hashtag. Tell, tell Michal, Avery, IJ, and Tommy sent you. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Um, what were we saying? Yeah, we were talking about characteristics. No, we were talking about how. Right. Toxic relationships can sometimes feel really fun. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's mm-hmm. there's a certain type of crazy that mm-hmm. can be fun. Well, it could be fun. Yeah, like it, it's it, they lure you in. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it is fun. Like um, five hundred days of summer. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. That I mean, psycho. Well, that, chick. Well, that well, he thought it was Morrison. love. Yeah, he thought it was love. He 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 want you know he wanted that. I don't know. Sometimes it's politics. Sometimes it's whatever it may be. There's something. In that person that you want, you want to get into some kind of scenario with them or, and it just ends up being toxic. Yeah, there are people that are charismatic. A lot of toxic people can be charismatic. Like you mentioned before, narcissism is a very toxic trait. People that are narcissistic can also sometimes be very charismatic. The party can always be buzzing around these types of people. You want to be where the life mm. is, where the buzz is, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. you end up over time feeling horrible about Bad yourself. about yourself, yeah. That's what you I would You come home write. to the quiet, close your door, and you don't feel good from so, that experience. So can you can can we relate that to like a shidduch date? Like if you're going out on a shidduch date, and I hear... I, I, I hear I hear it a lot from girls. I see it a lot from girls. I'm gonna say if I hear it, then you know, then I know it's me. But uh, I, I've seen it a lot where, like, after the date, you know, after like they they render you that no, you know, you'll get the feedback and you know you'll 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 get a voice note forwarded or or you'll just hear usually not, but you'll hear it back from the girl like, I just felt like not myself. I felt like it was it was just you know, and, and AKA maybe it was toxic. Is that is that uh is that a poss- possibility? I mean, on a first, uh, you know, mm-hmm. getting to know each other like that. I don't think a first date really leads to a lot of those type of toxic relationship stuff. I think it's cycles and cycles of patterns and behaviors that are toxic. Mm-hmm. Some people are just toxic, or they're going through something in their yeah. life that's making them toxic. That's fine, but I think that the most toxic relationships are like patterns. Patterns and patterns and like time after time after time, this keeps happening. She keeps doing this. He keeps doing this. And you just, you're starting to feel like you can't breathe in the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I had a friend who um, was dating people and he'd go on apps and and, uh, he'd meet girls. And every so, every time they would start getting pretty close to each other or he would get to like a month or two, every single time he would find, even a year, he'd just find a reason to break up with these girls 
despite the fact that they had great relationships and they were doing well. And clearly, you know, he was one of these people. I don't want to, you know, define him and put him in his box, but it seemed as though to me as an outsider, and I'm not a therapist, I'm not here to give him advice or anything, but it seemed like he had trouble committing, you know, to the relationship and just putting himself fully, you know, putting himself fully out there and being entirely vulnerable with somebody and planning for the future. Um, when many of these girls were interested in marriage and continuing that relationship. And um, for them, clearly for the girls, it became toxic for them. The oh. relationship began, they just couldn't do it anymore. For sure, you know, because they just level, kept relying on something yeah. that just you cannot rely on. Well, that's just a level of dishonesty there. Because right. if, if the girls were under the impression that this was leading toward a long-term relationship mm-hmm. and marriage, and he knew that he could never cross that bridge, right? then there's dishonesty. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it happens with platonic relationships mm-hmm. many times, right? Because I think that the heart of the platonic relationships and one of the biggest issues and probably the reason we're discussing this is because there's always one person in the relationship who wants it to be a little bit more than platonic. Mm-hmm. I think that's an accurate depiction of platonic relationships. There's always somebody mm. who wants it to be a little bit more. And for that one person to hold out hope on this other person, that can be very toxic for you. No one's saying you can't be in platonic relationships. They're probably, they're healthy. There could be. If they're healthy, they are good for you. I think. I'm making that proclamation right and, here, uh, right now. How many platonic relationships are you in, uh, Avery? Uh, well, there is the secretary, Matilda, in my office. <laughs> I have this <laughs> She's such a doll. Where's the cricket? <laughs> oh, here. Okay. There how many go. are you in, Avery? Uh, does the virtual assistant count? Not <laughs> <laughs> the virtual assistant. <laughs> Me and Siri, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, oh wait, so what was the question you said? Uh, so right, our, uh, kind of kind of platonic. If you're shit of dating, right? Platonic yeah. relationship uh, is is that is that toxic? Is a toxic relationship relationship platonic? Mm-hmm. Or whatever versus advice. It's very weird for people in Jadukim to do to have platonic relationships. I don't think they're see, dating I don't in think such a small. They're dating in such a narrow minded marriage world where if you have a friend that you're friends with, that's a girl. Yet you can also expect to be married within two months. Like, how do you reconcile that? It's a little bit of a uh, conundrum to me. I let can't. Me, I can't really understand that. Let me. For, or it's uh, hard to understand. We have to first identify a platonic relationship, and I'm going to ask Google here. Mm. Okay. I mean, I have like the not kosher version of it. I just want to get a like a good. There's a not kosher yes. version. Like basically, if right here, okay, platonic. Love is a type of love that is not sexual or romantic. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's pretty much what I was going to say, but like, you know, they, didn't they, know the they kept the sex part in there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you Google it and you click on different definitions, they actually vary. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing that I read is that it actually comes from Plato. Plato, the yeah, philosopher. That's what I was yeah. And oh, that's what's interesting what about that is that actually platonic love was above physical and sexual love Mm. in Plato's hierarchy. So I think like in our vernacular discussions, we see platonic love as like the lower level love. Like, oh, we're just, we're just platonic. Well, if Plato makes a lot of sense, actually, if you think about it from this point of view, I mean, there are, you always hear of these uh, broadcasters and journalists who end up working together and they end up in relationships. A lot of them don't work. And some of them are forced, like Matt Lauer's relationships, but we're not talking about that. Like people end up in just many of these journalists like and actors who get together because they have similar mindsets. They're friends. They're friends before anything. Like we see mm-hmm. that all the time. Many of the actors we watch on TV 
Uh, and then they realize, oh, okay, now they bring in a different part, a different element, right. a sexual element to the relationship. So I can understand if you took away the sexual aspect and the romantic aspect, well, not necessarily romantic, but the sexual aspect of a relationship, then yeah, it makes sense that platonic is a higher level because sexual is more uh, well, that animalistic. Be, well, that would mm-hmm. be dangerous. You're almost purely it, physical. So, so, so you're making a good case in Shaduchim, that it, it, this would be dangerous for for your Shidduch career, for, for your Shidduch journey, which is finding the person you're going to marry. So you're mm-hmm. making the case that it's a ba- it's, it, is, it is very toxic yeah. if that's the case. Yeah. For me, someone who has actually have been, I've been in a platonic relationship, I'm in a platonic relationship, um, and to me, I would identify a platonic relationship as, you know, um, like a good friendship with a female um, that we, we're not like, there's no sexual. You don't pay her. Yeah, I don't pay her. There's no <laughs> sexual anything. We're just friends. Yeah. You know, both of them happen to, gr- I, I grew up with them. And, you know, we're there for each other in, in, in a sense that, you know, a guy can't be like a guy might not be um, a bro. A bro might not be as empathetic or compassionate or understand from like the female's perspective. So it's nice to have that. And it's very calming and, and um, I've enjoyed it for me. Certainly it does not at all impose in like a real relationship, you know, because it's very platonic. I don't have any interest in, in um, ending up with that person. Um, but I don't know, maybe like someone would tell, say, tell me, oh, you, you two uh, should end up together because, you, you, but it, I don't know, there's just, that's not how I would view it or look at it. Hoover, mm. uh, uh, you think um, it, it could be dangerous having a platonic relationship while you're like in Shadduchim? I don't like the word dangerous around platonic is relationships. Is it toxic? It's a dangerous. I don't know. Yeah, I think, you know, it's obviously very sensational, but we could just break it down a bit. Mm-hmm. Let's break it down. Um, it's interesting on on the shid um, poll. <clears throat> d- would a platon- Do you think your platonic relationship may get in the way of finding a one. romantic partner? Sixty two percent are saying yes right now. Oh my god! So that's interesting. Well, that is interesting. I also think that there's two camps with platonic relationships. There's what you said. I have these fr- friends, longtime friends from childhood. I have no sexual feelings towards them. They're good friends. I appreciate their, their feminine energy yeah, in my life. I like that feminine energy. Yeah. Um, but like, I, it's just, I, I, there's just, I don't see them like that. Almost like a sister or like something like that. Right. Yep. And then there's this other camp that I think I've exposed a bit through different questions on the shed where people feel they could maintain a platonic relationship, even if sexual feelings come up because it's off limits. So this might even come up with with uh, a married woman. I could be fr- like a single guy, let's say, might say, or a married guy, it doesn't matter, can be friends with not their spouse. And I know it's off limits. I'm married, they're married. Maybe if we both weren't married and were available, it, it's possible that we'd end up in a sexual relationship, but we're off limits to each other. And I could maintain, because I'm not an animal, and I have free will, and I have self-control, and I have moral and ethical boundaries, I can maintain a platonic relationship and you see this in the single world too where maybe a guy saying i can be in a platonic relationship with that girl and not make it sexual because i know she's not interested in me 
So I can be in a platonic relationship or the girl with the guy. So you were saying before, like there's always one, right? That might be thinking of it a little bit differently. I think, I think relationships are dynamic. Think about like a heart monitor that goes up and down, up and down, up and down. I think that we can have a a, a totally platonic day with somebody where we're just like chilling and we feel like friendly and just really the sexual, there's no sexual tension. There's, there's no pulse on that. And then you could just be having a hard day and you just sort of vent it out and you see how that person's like really listening to you. And then something starts to flare up and all of a sudden you get a pulse on the romantic barometer. Right. So I don't, I, I don't, be, I don't think people can say like it's strictly platonic. I don't have feelings for them. We are human beings. We are human beings. Our feelings fluctuate. They come in, they go out like the weather patterns, like fish in the sea. They come, they go, they come, they go. Can we just all be honest about that? Anyone who has been in a platonic relationship, it's possible that at times a more romantic or more than just friends feeling has sparked in your heart. And you may have pushed it down or ignored it or just moved on and just realized you were vulnerable and they were there for you in that way. And you don't really want that with them. So with with the whole concept of can you be in a platonic relationship, can a platonic relationship get in the way of finding a real partner depends on you. It really depends. I think everyone has to be really honest with themselves. How much of my emotional energy and brain space and how much of my heart is being given to this person and what's left for somebody else to find or to um, attract somebody else? I don't think it's black and white. I don't think it's black and white. It's never black and white. Mm. Only the shit. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. Exactly. That's why Uncle IJ and and uh, Sister Shid and uh, Aunt Avery. I mean, uh, Uncle Avery. I thought I was the mean stepfather. Yeah, mm-hmm. that actually, yeah. The toxic Cruella, stepfather. Cruella Avery. Cruella yeah. Avery. How, how does that land? How does that land, what I just said? Ooh, oh, it, 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 uh, it's, it, well, uh, it makes me yeah. think. Yeah. It makes me think. No, it's good. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Oh, you, you, you it's go. challenging to process as, because, yes, human beings, as human beings, right? I subscribe, I ascribe to the con- contextual psychological theory that everything is based on context right it's not necessarily we're not made naturally whoever we are our personalities aren't uh, don't come from our nature our genes per se and i don't really believe they come from our nurture per se it's sort of context like i can be called an introvert in many situations yet there are other situations where somebody would say oh maybe you you might be a little bit more extroverted in this situation so when it comes to these relationships with women Maybe with certain type of girls, you would do better having a platonic relationship. Maybe with other girls, you wouldn't, right? We need to put context into it. Say you grew up in a very from home, and you're just starting to figure out that there's a life outside of this little box uh, and this rule set that you were given that were maybe they said you weren't allowed to talk to girls and you weren't have allowed to have any you know platonic relationships with girls. Maybe for you, that would be beneficial a relationship with a girl that's sort of healthy that you can just talk and chat all day, maybe that'd be a good thing for you, mm-hmm. you know? But it for is. someone else who is not, I who mean, grew up in a up. <laughs> very modern home, who is, you know, a floozy, who's just hanging out with uh, many girls, is like uh, Jada Pinkett Smith of, you know, the Jewish world. 
is uh, <laughs> where 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 that is may this not Jewish be Jada Pinkett meaning there's there's where there's, does that exist I don't know <laughs> could be although the rabbi will you know it's definitely smack not me in, the face. in this I talked to rabbits and yeah there's no Jada Pinkett in this apartment but uh, but it could be that it is better for somebody to just limit themselves to one person you know there was say there was uh, so it's, I like fun. that point jumping on that point yeah um, there you know there was a rabbi I listened to. Um, I'll give him a shout out. Obviously, you know, uh, Rabbi Wallerstein passed away and, you know, he's, he's in my heart, you know, mm-hmm. shout out. And I remember he used to say a lot, um, you know, don't hang, don't hang out with girls. Boys don't hang out with girls. You know, girls don't hang out with guys. And I, I get that in the beginning. Blanket statement, right? Black uh, yeah. I think it's very black. I mean, it's very black and white at the from community. Which I am formerly a member of, <coughs> currently banned or whatever. Shadow banned. Shadow banned. I'm. Sh- I like that shadow <laughs> banned. I'm shadow banned from the from community. <clears throat> and at one point in time, um, I went to co-ed school, and I had more girls who were friends, and I did have a girlfriend, and I I enjoyed that a lot. I I was able to talk because I come from a family of girls, and then I. We, you know, we moved, and I went to uh, I went to Yeshiva South Shore, so it's like a lot more stark, or you know, supposed to be shark. And then I kind of went on that black hat, not me personally, but just the schools I I chose. And and all of a sudden, you know, it became evil could evil to just uh, you know get into any relationship with girls, and that was the end of it. But when I came back on, when I started, when I was really into the shidduch journey, I found that in order to kind of like calm myself from all those shidduch dates and everything, I better related to my friends who were girls rather than, you know, friends who were guys. And for me, I, I, that's like my experience with it. And, um, I, 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 and and I did want to comment on what you were saying, Avery, or maybe Ahuva said it, but like, yeah, there's certainly, there, there definitely is a little, uh, sexual tension or something there. It's not like, it doesn't exist, but like you were saying, we we're we are we controlled. We we're not gonna, you know we know at where our situation lies. You know, my first like I think real platonic relationship with a with a, a good friend. Like well, she was like one of them. I would I, I think at the time we would both consider each other like very very good friends. Not best friends, but very very good friends. And she got married, and that was it. Like you know, it was it was a very I was happy to let her go. Uh, because like, hey, you're married now. I don't want to be involved in that, mm-hmm. and I get that. Wait, but why not? Why don't you want to be involved in that? Well, oh, because well, she's married, and uh, you know, and it's, it's like, well, she's married, and and that it's it's you know, it, that relationship we had that's like meant for her husband. It's not meant for me, or at least, or or at least in my opine view, and also furthermore, just. You know, I think out of just simple preference, you know, there's some people that maybe grow up with it and they have more access to opposite gender friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that means more. I mean, we just recent I just recently saw the, uh, um, oh, my God, a classic with Julia Roberts. I did not watch this. My best right. friend's wedding. For the record, thank God. People did you know. fell asleep? No, no. I made him watch the put on the air. With I did the, not watch. Oh, God. Name? Horrible. Sandra Bullock, right? Yeah. Oh my God, the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah. The worst, absolute yeah. worst. People, Horrible. if you have Netflix accounts, Hulu, just send it over to us right now. We have like 
Avery TV on here. I don't even know who owns this. It's like some some low so class bad. local Netflix, and they like this is you know they gave it to us for mm. free. It came free with TV, and that's all that was. Yeah, once Game of Thrones is over, it's like the baby for us. Like once that's over, that's over. Like empty nesters. We're gonna go our separate ways. Yes, upstairs, downstairs. Good correlation. Yeah. It's the only thing we could relate um, to. So basically, um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So so husband. Yeah, she got married, and that was it. That was it. I haven't so, sp- I haven't spoken to her right. since. So that's really interesting. And you're you're with a lot of the shits on this because they were asked, would you mind if your boyfriend, girlfriend, and or husband wife has platonic friends? And sixty nine percent at this point said yes. Of course, sixty nine percent. So what that what that shows said what sixty nine percent said they would mind. And you said how when your platonic friend got married, you sort of backed away. What does this mean? Does that mean that these people are just jealous and no? Wait, wait. Before we get there, we'll get there eventually. Yeah. What what this statistic shows me, or what your your feelings about your friend getting married and you backing away because that's her husband's space now shows me, is that you were experiencing something with this girl. That is experienced in the context of a romantic relationship and you don't feel it's your place anymore. Because if you didn't feel that you were taking some space of a romantic partner, then it would not be in conflict with her romantic partner. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have to drop my friends when I get married. Yeah. It's not my husband's job to be my friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a whole nother podcast. That is. We have to do another episode we'll of that because there. it's so prevalent. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. Um, no, I hear that. So it's just proving the rule in a way. It is. Not that I'm into rules and I, I'm into gray area, but if you would be uncomfortable with your spouse holding on to their platonic relationships mm-hmm. or you would be uncomfortable holding on to your platonic relationship once they get married, then there was something happening between the two of you that you feel is more appropriate in a romantic relationship. Oh, okay, interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, so there's... That's why it became so deeply uh, integrated in your mind, I guess. Not integrated is not the word, but, you know, deeply hurtful. Yeah. Yeah. Because it hits, it hits a chord because yeah. there's something else going on. Yeah. yeah. Same thing. Like imagine, imagine you're dating someone and that person says, I really don't want you to talk to her anymore. Mm-hmm. And you might say like, oh my God, her. Like we have like nothing like that going on. Right. She feels there is something going on. Mm-hmm. You feel like there's not. Who's right? Who's wrong? Who feels threatened? Yep. That's where maybe jealousy, insecurity come into play. Bottom line is, I, I think it's natural. I think even like when you look biblically in the Torah with sister wives, mm-hmm. we're all fighting over Kine the man. And Havel, fighting over God's love. I did. Yeah, God's I, love. I, I heard something <laughs> about Cain and Havel. Please correct me. Go. Cain and Abel. Cain and Abel. That Cain... <laughs> was born with one twin girl who he married. Right. And Hevel was born with two twin sisters that he got to marry. Mm-hmm. And Kyan was jealous of that. That he had two and he only had one. Mm. I, I have heard that. I have heard that. I don't want to say it was a Zohar, but uh mm-hmm. you know, that's the only thing I really have read. But I have heard that. Yeah. Why and, and it's just a fluffy tale that the that the Rebbeim tell us. I don't us think in, it's in, a fluffy tale. No, no, no. Uh, what the Rebbeim tell us. Oh, in like yeah, they were fighting grade. over God's love. Right, that's what they no, they're fighting us. over oh like hay and 
Yeah, right. exactly. Right. Right. The carbonos the were accepted. And again, yeah, I'm sure lot. there's different layers the here. The Torah, you know, well, there's a lot of layers. There is a lot of layers, you, but, you know. but our community loves to sanitize mm-hmm. the Torah. Yeah. They love to like yeah. read, read it G yeah. when it, it's absolutely not. That's one of our community, uh, in our conceptual introductions to resentment, though, was the Kyan and Hevel, Cain Mabel story, right? Where one person becomes resentful over whatever it is that he felt wronged them. And potentially that's what go- occurs in these platonic relationships. Like you said before, when somebody's asked to drop a relationship, I have a friend who was asked to drop a relationship with his own parents before they got married. Wow. And I'm sure if they would have continued down that path and actually got married, gotten married, there would have been deep, deep resentment because he would have done it out of a place sure. of hatred and not really understanding and doing it because of someone else. And yeah, I think when it comes to platonic and toxic relationships, you have to really... Like we say, always be honest with yourself, right? But do things out of a place of, do it from a healthy place if you can find that place. Healthy. With the help of trained therapists like Uva and with the help of really searching, you know, within yourself to find what's a healthy relationship. Having a person be in a friendship with you because you're lonely, no matter what, is not a good way, it's not a good reason to be in a relationship. It's not a good really reason to be in a friendship. Right. So whether or not it's platonic, it's not. It doesn't lend itself to a fulfilling relationship. Exactly. I want. I want to go to uh, um, number eight here on the list, which I, I really like, and it says how to identify whether or not you're you are a mm-hmm. toxic influence on your friends. And you know, it's interesting. It's interesting because I remember I was I went into business with a friend um, who I ended up being the toxic one, and I did realize it. Mm-hmm. And like Ahuva was saying, the you know those signs were were there. I I just I just I felt like gross at, after I would, you know, uh, get into a conversation with him. Did you notice that the relationship was toxic, or did you realize that you were toxic? Um, that that who um I realized. Let me think. So we were working together and. First, um, oh, okay, no, yeah, the relationship, the professional relationship I had with him was toxic. Right, exactly. So I, and and that's what I think I mean by mm-hmm. toxic, that's in my mind a differentiator between a, to- a toxic relationship and just a bad relationship, mm-hmm. which you're not going to have. If you have a bad relationship with someone, cut them out, sayonara, bye-bye. Mm-hmm. But a toxic relationship is a relationship that you have to have with someone or you need to have with someone and- you need to realize the boundaries that you have to, you know, impose in order to survive. So whether it's a family member and you draw those boundaries, great. If it's with a shad chanit, which happens all the time, great. Mm-hmm. You know, like I have, like in Shaduchim, you're going to hear pushback from the girls, from the shad chan, from the shad chan. Um, is that what you, is that what you're really looking for? You know, are you, I are you sure you're you're really that on that status as you think you are, and you have to just draw the line and say you're you're crossing a line. I do want to still work with you because maybe you don't have an option, or maybe that person actually is a good shotgun, right? We're like we know people who who can't who won't set you up, can't whatever, and say you know 
I can't talk to you about that. And then next time you're going to say, this person is a toxic relationship. I'm going to give it a few more. I'm going to give it another chance for me. That's my strategy. I'm going to give it another chance, but I'm going to work around bringing up those topics that kind of make it toxic. Mm -hmm. And if I can't get around that, then forget that. It's not going to work out. I don't want any part of it. Sayonara. It, it's not worth it at, at for, in that sense. Right. So back to your question, how do you know if you're the toxic one? <sighs> Nobody who's know. toxic is going to ever think that they're toxic. So yeah, when you said that story and you're like, and then I realized that I was being toxic, right? Yeah. And then I asked you, were you toxic or was the relationship toxic? And you said the relationship was toxic. Yeah, right. Because because I don't believe that mm -hmm. if you were actually toxic, that you would have that self awareness about it. Yeah, mm -hmm. you could be a you could be a great person. You're a great person, and that person's a great person. You're both amazing mm -hmm. people. Yeah, but working together in that in that setting is is bringing you down. Mm -hmm is is really kind of like creeping into a trigger maybe that you have that's tearing mm -hmm. you down or he, and you have to go around that yeah here's he, another one and and it goes back to that story you were saying about not talking to parents mm. what if you're dating somebody or you get married to somebody and you notice that when they're around their parents they mistreat you but when you're not around their parents they're amazing mm -hmm. what's happening Mm. which uh, I, you are I, your environment right i'm so assuming something's happening to this person mm. where they don't feel free to be fully themselves or they regress because of certain traumas or experiences or attachment patterns um when they're around their parents so let's say you're dating this wonderful person and you have a wonderful relationship except for that and she's like listen i i can't have you near your parents because you mistreat me Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? It, you become toxic to me when right. you're around them. Do you see how this all interplays? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Third of, party. Third party. I'll, yeah. I'll add on to yeah. that. Like, say somebody was in law school when you started dating. Mm -hmm. And uh, they didn't have a job yet. They get into law school. This is their life stream. They married you. And all of a sudden, their hours turn from 40 hours and spending time with you to 90 hours and miserable because they take it. <laughs> up the you know what from their boss daily mm -hmm. to get everything done yeah and then the relationship changes <laughs> oh sure so but that's like a, that that's a relationship changing becomes becomes toxic it could become toxic it can become toxic from yeah various factors, and with the spouse that's that's or, certainly a problem or at least i guess in this context let's say you're dating someone like yeah. that which happens you know mm -hmm. you start dating someone and it's at the end of college or graduate school, school or even their first job. And then they're moving on. Mm -hmm. And by the time you're already engaged, like you're, it's, you're engaged or uh, when you're engaged or whatever, if you're later in the relationship, now you've like they're taking the next step and they're changing. They're yeah. becoming a different person. Yeah. Right. So two healthy people well, would be able to navigate that. Right. Mm. So another but, part But we of don't toxic. have healthy people in, in <laughs> <laughs> another part. <laughs> We're dealing with the shittuck world here. Yeah. Yeah. Another piece of toxic is that they're not people you could work things out with. Yeah. Sometimes you have to accept that. And you have to accept that. And then the changes have to be made within you. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. So Amen. toxic people do not know they're toxic. They can't hear that there's anything wrong with them. And they definitely can't be involved in a conversation with you. 
to talk about the quality of your relationship. Mm-hmm. That's toxic. A relationship changing over time because life circumstances change could be very normal. It could be right. growing pains. It's healthy if the couple can sit down yep. and talk it through how they're feeling about it, make some changes or mm. not make some changes and say like, this sucks, but it's just a stage and yeah, I need to give this sucks. three years yeah. and then it will yeah. be like, you need to come together on it. Yes. It, toxic people cannot come together on anything. Yeah. On, on that other one you were saying that, oh my God, that happens so many times. So many friends of mine, myself included, like having gone through that where uh, they had to just like admit defeat, like, Hey, this sucks. But I know it's going to change. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just outside circumstances. Um, again, sa- same stuff. I guess in, in like, even in, by the way, even in like, sh- in, even in Shaduchim itself, I found that to be relatable Ooh. in this context as well. Because maybe, maybe you're not the best dater and you become a bit of a toxic person in the beginning. And then if they stick it out, great now you're moving on to bigger and better or as avery was saying where yeah well you know in the beginning it's all fun and games and then all of a sudden you know there's more work there's more what so there's some trigger that makes that Mm -hmm. that leads it into a toxic relationship yeah Yeah. let's go back to the uh the sexual stuff before we get there i I just want to comment on that previous one i think that um from what i've read and i'm not considering uh meditative and uh Buddhist practices necessarily <laughs> here, but really? one Tell thing that I've heard that helps people, it's helped me at least with many of these things is learning to just detach a lot of detachment from many of like anything that you feel extremely passionate about or strongly about or have strong, uh, you know, feeling emotions about whatever it is, just learning to detach yourself from those thought processes is very healthy and beneficial to me or at least the person because uh, because it it gives you a bit of a break from that mindset and there's nothing wrong with taking a bit of a break from people or things or thought processes um i know that in relationships like if i felt too connected to somebody like dependent on them i would just you know now at least i feel like i can just sort of take a step back detach myself from the thought that I need to be in a relationship. I need to be with somebody. I need to be with somebody in particular at a certain time, you know, just sort of like let it be It's very Zen and like meditative, you know, all that positivity crap, yeah. but it <laughs> is very helpful. And I think it could help. He's such a guy. Okay. I think crap. it could help people. Yeah. No. Just yeah. Know. I think that knowing that you are not your feelings. Yeah. Um, is very, very helpful. Because feelings could be very overwhelming and, and drown you and then take the wheel and make really poor choices. Mm-hmm. So I like the idea of taking a step back. I don't love the word detachment for some reason. I'm cool with you using it, but yeah. like I don't think I would use that word. Um, I think maybe taking space mm-hmm. from what Ooh, you're like feeling. That. Yeah, taking space. And realizing that you are not your feelings and it's well, okay to feel that way, yeah. but that feeling doesn't need to lead to what happens next. Mm. Take some space. Yeah. I think they're important feelings. Why are they coming up? Why am I feeling this way? Can this resolve? And that, and by the way, and that could, that what you're saying could be overture from a toxic relationship. You know, I've had good friends 
you know, I born and raised, went to school, yeshiva, all the good stuff, as the rabbis would say. And, you know, during our shidduch years, like, they're just a relationship really changed. And at some point when I kind of grew up and learned what a toxic relationship is, I, I, I had an epiphany. I was like, oh, my God, I'm in a toxic relationship with this person, you know. And, yeah, I, I had to kind of do this where, you know, let me... Um, wait, you said detach. You said what was a politically correct <laughs> word? Give uh, space. Space. Well, yes, I was like, I got. It's so funny because I'm a guy and like this. This stuff is new, but I'm sure mm-hmm. girls have been mm-hmm. doing this for a long time. It's, but yeah, like I have to give space. Mm-hmm. It's more like I need weaning space off from this person. It's like weaning off of a codependency. Off. See, yeah. Like that. Also, That's if you think about it, like there are some things in life that are toxic, and you don't want to be right next to it. But you're like cool being like five blocks away, right? Like, I don't want to live next to a cell tower, but, like, I'm okay if it's, like, down the block maybe, right? Yeah. So with toxicity, the closer you are to it, you know, in terms of frequency and proximity, the more toxic it is for you. So it's really just being honest with yourself and yeah. giving space. Like, wow, I don't, I don't know that I want to be that close to that. Just this morning, like, <laughs> I was going to someone's house and there was, like, those little t- flags on their lawn that it was, like, sprayed with pesticides or weed, whatever. Mm. So I was walking around. She's like, oh, you could cut through the grass. And I'm like, uh, I'm going to walk around. I don't want to be that close to anything toxic. I'm going to mm-hmm. walk around. Ooh, I like yeah. that. Right? So even yeah. if it's inconvenient, even if it hurts, even I happen to like getting the steps in. But somebody else might be like, mm-hmm. oh, I have to walk all the way around. Fitbit, Apple, Apple, an <laughs> Apple girl. <laughs> I mean, but it's like, I walked around because yeah. I don't want to have that toxicity that close to me. Right. Many people have this with shuls they go to. Yeah, I've shuls, developed it with shuls. Right. Yeah. yeah, I had this toxic rabbis, toxic yeah. shuls. I had toxic this uh, Judaism toxic shuls is big for guys. Mm-hmm. See, there are girls out there. By the way, ask me to explain when I yeah. say the shul stuff. But yeah, there are toxic shuls yeah, out toxic there. Toxic therapists. Can Ta- I add? Yeah, there mm-hmm. was. Yes. Wow. Yes. yes. Wow. Yes. Talk about you know intimate relationships becoming toxic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very. Mm-hmm. You wa- know some, right, Avery? There was were, and that is their pronouns. Was were. <laughs> was <as well>. were. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there are. There I don't are. think Instagram allows was were. Well, I've, I've tried yeah. like so many. No, like, no. really. Like, why we're do you Lord. get to choose what I can choose to from? Announce our pronouns before oh, the podcast. Wanted to be like holy or like oh, your highness. Like they would not hear of it. Mine is Jewish cheap. Jewish, Jewish cheap. cheap. That is hilarious. pronouns. That is I'm the boss. That is like a girl repellent right there. Uh-huh. Not the Jewish part necessarily. Well, I thought it would be a transgender repellent, but it has not. It yeah. hasn't worked. I only get it on by transgender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's something within yeah. you. It's yeah, it's not good. Change those pronouns. <laughs> pronouns. What are your pronouns, pronouns. Isaac? Um, my lord. My lord. My lord. You know, um, Mr. Shit is a lord. Yes. What? Tell me more. Mm-hmm. Is he British? Tell me more. No, it's Scottish. Scottish? Is he Scottish? He's Scottish. He's not. He's but for his birthday, like a few years ago, I bought oh. him land in Scotland. No way. Land. And now I'm a lady. And he's a lady. I love the. How can you, and wow. you can change the, your license. You can change your passport. You could. It's like a legal document. You could change stuff. Wow. That's like I'm a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a minister in the, in the church of Dudism. Dudism? Yeah. It, it's, a very, it's a guy thing. Okay. <laughs> like this movie yeah okay so it's like that yeah mm. well it's but real like, like i own land like also like i bought Sheesh. land for um 
Avery, for go Shemitah, live in Scotland. Right? Because I wanted to partake in the mitzvah of Shemitah, so I bought oh, some so land. Nice. I love it. Like this. I have land in Israel. I have land in Scotland. You're so from. Look at me. You're from you're a landlord. From, That's you're, the you're, definition I'm a of landlord. From. Landlord is landlord. the first thing. <laughs> is that yeah. where it comes from? Landlord comes from it's so. in the Torah. By he be may landlord. <laughs> That's how we were born. What what are some activities you can delve into when um you're you're like in this toxic relationship and you're trying to get out of it. Like I know you mentioned to pull back, mm -hmm. but is there something sex to break it <laughs> in a platonic relationship? No, I'm messing around. Yeah. I think sex would just kill it. I think that's right? a Seinfeld episode where they have because to have someone's going to want to either to make the relationship or break the relationship. It's that is one. Yeah, that is an episode. I can't remember. I remember. Well, yeah. sex is like that. It, like it either brings life or death. There's not much in between. You yeah. Know? Um, either stirs things into existence or kills it off. So, yeah. I have many deaths <laughs> on my hands. <laughs> many as Putin. Yeah. But I mean, even, I mean, I don't know, even in like a Shudokor, it's not just obviously sex or touching, but maybe it could just be trying to make it official. I think that scares Jewish girls off Definitions. even way more. Make yeah, what official? Just defining. Defining what Like, oh, in. like we were platonic. Friends. Now let's be a couple. It's like, oh, no, mm -hmm. no, no. No. I think that's also very black and white thinking. It's more like, you know, I know we're good friends. Well, I wish they can wake up. Right. I, I wish you could so, wake up. So because I, you know, I, I like I got out of a relationship recently and I, I tell you, I don't wish this girl well. First girl. I'm like, I don't wish this one well because mm. she I'm hurt. I'm like still carrying it around. Maybe we should book a session. Yeah. Anytime. And uh, she's alive by then. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Well, she's not Brian Laundry. She won't be. Yeah. Well, oh, my, I, told, I totally yeah. get that guy now. No, yeah. thank God. Oh, my God. Okay. 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 Um, now I forgot what I was going to say. But anyway. Um, <laughs> no. There's so, no. I, right. So we, we were. So we actually. We were. We, we met like casually and were more platonic in the, in the beginning. Mm -hmm. So we were friends. Like I liked her and, you know, I was very attracted to her. And I don't know. I don't really know. I don't really know what the. The truth is on her side, but she was, um, you know, but we ended up dating. Now, the only thing was I felt like because we had that platonic friendship in the beginning, it kind of weighed in when like we were ready, we were supposed to take the next steps or, or, or I wanted more mm -hmm. on, on top. You know, she gave me a lame excuse. Like I was telling you before, oh, you know, it was age or whatever. But I felt like in that circuit and in, in that that ended up being a predicament and I got my tuchus handed to me. That was it. Didn't work out. So maybe some. So were you dating or were you friends? No, we were dating. We were friends, and then we and then we were dating. So when did it go south? When you asked for more? <sighs> yeah, when I asked for more. What more did you want? I well, I, I uh, a ring. <laughs> you wanted to <laughs> propose. Yeah, like I was. You know, I wanted to know where were we here because I had more feelings than yeah. at mm -hmm. that point. Yeah, you know. Anyway, whatever. There are a lot of circumstances there. Um, but my point being, I think that would be a perfect case of, hey, this was started out platonic. We we, we tried. We, we took it to the next level of actual, we're in a relationship. And then, bam. Once again, the girls. But she didn't bail when you tried to take it from platonic to more than that. She bailed, like, when you started talking, like, marriage yeah but i mean at that point like we, we were seeing each other for for a good a right i'm just time, saying like you know? I, it doesn't follow the 
the having that hard conversation with somebody you're in a platonic relationship with. It doesn't follow that line. That's not why she bailed. I hear. Right. There is a way to, oh, I we're hear. talking about the black and white, like, oh, what are we? What are we? That's yeah. a very non-conducive relationship, as I said, because relationships <laughs> are dynamic. Mm-hmm. We were this yesterday. No we were th- that this morning. Tonight will be something else, right? Like we, we flow. We flow with ourselves. We flow with other yeah. people. So I think that when somebody is in a platonic relationship and they want to check in with the other person, like, could we explore if there might be a romantic piece to us here? Mm-hmm. I think that's just a great way to say it. Like, hey, you know, like I really value our friendship and it's totally cool to stay just that. I'm wondering if you ever feel like there's more to explore. Ooh, I like that. Okay. Okay. And then they could be like, I'm, yeah, no, I'm not really feeling like that. And be like, okay, I, I, I just feel, wanted to check I, in. I, yeah, I feel like they're all going to say that. I feel like they're all going to say that. No, 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 not really. Not really. Well, no, I think I that there have been many times where people ended up marrying people that they were at first in platonic relationships with. Mm. Where are they? They're out there. So many. Yeah, there's so many. Oh, we were just friends. And then actually just met one over. Maybe not Jewish, but there are people. No, no. Jewish from totally. Like Jewish. We worked together in the hospital. I saw him all the time. He was a high lifeline guy. I was a nurse. Blah, blah, blah. I have somebody on my head. I totally didn't think he was into me. And then all of a sudden the nurses were like, oh, that happened to DeVore who came on. Say it on the podcast. No, he came on the show. He came on the show, right. DeVore. He's the guy. He's your guy. Yeah, he said on the show. He's not my guy. He's he your guy. He's your guy. He's your guy. Nobody wants him. him. Oh, he's Laster's guy. You're right. He is Laster's guy. <laughs> he Explains was Laster's guy. Yeah. Actually, no. I, I no. This guy Laster had a story. He he. His wife. His current wife. His current wife. Yeah, right. His current wife, <laughs> which is changed. which he's married to. She denied him like the five first times. Wife? His first wife, which is yeah, his first yeah, wife. He tried going out with her a bunch of times, and she denied. And she wasn't interested, and then but that was work. They became friends, oh, and work. they started studying together. And over yeah. time, you know, he slipped her some Mickey's, and she just started okay, you some know what? Mickey's, some alcohol, and there they were. Are you hanging out he with African Americans? <laughs> she was pregnant. I wonder if she was relationship no. avoidant in general, or if it was him. Do you know what I'm saying? Like if I would sit down with her, mm. maybe she was just relationship avoidant, and he broke through that barrier for her. Maybe it wasn't her rejecting him. I like that. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, very good point. We'll get him back on. Well, mm. yeah, we'll, we'll, we're going to, I want to do like a, a workplace romance episode. Mm. So we'll, mm. we'll, we'll, yeah, we got to we'll, do the star crossed lovers as well. People who <laughs> not meant to be together that somehow, of course, that are together. Right. Yeah. Princess uh, Jasmine. And we, have a few, we have a few more. John minutes. Snow. So and is there English. anything else? Um, who I, I like, you know, I want to give you the open mic. Open mic uh, about this toxic relationships, um, platonic mm-hmm. relationships. Um, I wanted to give you the mic. And if you this. feel Isaac is being toxic in any way, please, yeah. please just I'm toxic. Please tell him, tell him he needs a little. I, I can't punch. be, I mean, well, yeah, well, all right, folks, that brings in a closing of episode 69. Stay tuned for part two, episode 70. Toxic relationships, platonic friendships coming up next. Alchi's Media Network.